everybody, and welcome back to Kira's Kingdom, the only Death Note watch-along podcast officially endorsed and sponsored by Negative XP. I am your host, Riley, joined by my co-host, Mo Diggity. Ooh, hi, ouch. <laughs> and special guest, Demi um, okay, so you're the one who told me to stop talking about negative XP, but you're the one who's going to fucking tease me and hold it over my head. So since this is my first public audio appearance since the fucking negative XP live stream, I will say fuck negative XP, that transphobic piece of shit. He called me, he called me a boy and encouraged his, I don't know if he directly encouraged, but he, uh, after his followers kept harassing me, telling me to join the 41%. He, he, uh, agged them on, ladies and gentlemen. He, he supports transphobia and transphobia no, I kills. Think, I, I think they were telling you to join the 59%. I think they were on your side. Oh, they, I don't even know if anyone actually said 41%, but they did tell me to like kill myself. He told me to put some pants up, pants up and, or put some pants on and find God. Which is pretty much that's a direct a pants quote. Pants find God. That's pretty good. I had some random guy just DM me, get some bitches, and then block me. That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was, prob- that was probably, oh, that probably was probably negative awesome. XP related. It might have been. And I looked him up. It wasn't followed by anybody that I was following. At least not on the variety app. Or account. I actually thought it was somebody who had something to do with you, um, but oh. there was no follower connection. And his his most probably because I blocked recent them. Play, like, his most recent tweet was like incels deserve to be beat to death. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Get some bitches, oh. and then he DMs me directly. Get some bitches and blocks me. Maybe maybe he was on my side. I don't oh, box so. is trending again. God, why is he trending all the fucking time, dude? I don't know. He's like not I, even that just big. So, yeah, it's just so fucking stupid. Like, do you, you you fucking call him a pedophile, spit in his fucking face, call his chick fat, block him, and fucking walk away. That's all you fucking do. But like, you know, this extended fucking uh uh, you know, him just being just trending all the fucking time. It's just fucking stupid. I think this is about what happened with contrapoints. Oh, ContraPoints, they're still there? Yeah. ContraPoints uh, criticized Vosh for his hilarious tweet about J.K. Rowling. <laughs> it was, what did Vosh um, say about me... J.K. Rowling? This is what he said. The first tweet is, All J.K. Rowling had to do was shut the fuck up, and she could have been almost uncritically beloved for like a century. And then he replied, Women, be quieter and start apologizing challenge. <laughs> So, a bit of ironic misogyny That's there. That's pretty good. That's pretty fucking hilarious. But, uh, of course, everybody's like, it's bad optics because TERFs are feminists, and if you make pro-trans ideology look misogynistic, you're just giving them a weapon. It's like, shut the fuck up. The literally, you have to be, like, literally brain-dead to even possibly interpret that in any way. I don't think you could even... Even a brain-dead person would know that Vosh is joking. Like... That's so obviously ironic. Vosh is like the biggest like feminist soy boy SJW cuck on the fucking face of the earth. To call Vosh a misogynist or think that he all of a sudden like is revealing his true colors and hatred for women 
with this one tweet is fucking asinine and absurd. I can't wait until it becomes cool and edgy to start defending Vosh. He was hiding his he was hiding his power level. He, no, he released no, his no. full power. <laughs> I was hiding my power level, and then I came out. I did the full like uh, like you know, like the anime like magical girl transformation where like the background gets all like pink and starry, and like the outfit just like magically changes. Like that's what I did. Now I have like pink shorter hair. I look like a lazy town bitch. I'm a true magical girl now. And I'm showing my true power level. You don't look <clears throat> good. Shut the fuck up, Riley. <laughs> I, got, I look like that I look like that girl from Lazy Town and I still get more bitches than you. <laughs> you got you got listen, you Got the bit before the lazy town hair. I don't know if the same result would have occurred if you had the, the bitch lazy gave town me hair. the lazy town hair. <laughs> oh god! Listen, it doesn't look good. Anything, Riley. Now that I have a girlfriend and you don't, anything you say at me, I can say, and I still get more bitches than you. So <laughs> I can immediately throw it back. Listen, Demi Gloom. Why don't we stop going back and forth here and talk about Death Note? How about that, Demi Gloom? Okay. okay. Understandable. Uh, so, first of all, uh, I forgot the Death Note r- rules last episode. Uh, so, good to go over those. Yep, <laughs> the Death Note rules for episode. Wait, this is the wrong. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, Death Note Death rules for episode 16. Um,. First of all, uh, the time and conditions of death can be changed, but once the victim's name has been written, the individual's death can never be avoided. And then there is also, if you lose the death note or have it stolen, you will lose its ownership unless you retrieve it within 490 days. It's a pretty generous time window. Yeah. You like a year and a half to find your lost death note before you lose it forever. <laughs> Wait, what if I uh, lose it? Like, you... if you lose it, like under your bed, like lose it, like lose it, but not necessarily lose ownership. Like, if I lose it under my bed, is it no longer mine, or does it even matter? Uh, if you lose it on your bed for four hundred ninety days and you didn't know where it was, no, yes, you get four hundred ninety days from losing the Death Note to losing ownership of the Death Note. Uh, but anyway, uh, time to get a current Death Note episode. Uh, Death Note episode 17, Execution, which aired on February 6, 2007 in Japan. The episode director was Tetsuro Araki. Um, and let's get fucking into this episode. We got a, we got a live one, folks. Um, real quick, so, before we start. Real quick, sure. before we start. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, a friend of mine was talking to me real quick, and he showed me this fucking... Uh, a uh, version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song from the 80s, but it's in German, and it says, what would the world be like if the bad guys won WW2? And it's the fucking German version of this fucking theme song. It's like the most epic thing ever. So oh, the really only, thing that, the that only thing that happens when Germany wins World War II is that they own Ninja Turtles. <laughs> No, well, we that and we speak <laughs> German, but you know, we get we get German Ninja Turtles, and dude, it's 
it, it, it's a pretty fucking good rendition, I gotta say. It's just all in fucking German and German. Vo I guess it's the original German voice acting uh, version of it. Well, uh, I was gonna make an edgy joke, but I have uh, no. Like, have, all right, so there's I, more I, of my life than internet I'll degeneracy I'll... now. No, no like, for real. Like, I've been, I, I've been doing. Like, the, hold on, hold, hold on. on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I've been. Uh, filling in the edgy uh, quota for the both of us. It's like we started this uh, podcast being like edgy as fuck. So now I feel obligated to do so. So I've actually tried to up it. I even apologized a little bit last week for some of it because I was like, maybe I was going a little bit too hard with like the edginess and the funniness and the just, you know, joking. Cause you know, I'm like, I'm like Mr. Girl. I'll just say that it was apologize, just ironic and sucks. just joking. Yeah, but is the joke are the jokes for real, or is the apology fake and it's just a bit, or is it all real and it was a real apology? Ooh, I mean, I know, but know. in Mister Girl's case, it's just a bit. I don't know about you. Nah, it, it, it's fucking all fake as shit. Anyway, moving on. Next bit. Yeah, I do agree, Mister Mister Girl's. Uh, you know when he says those things, it's fake as shit. It's a bit. <laughs> Permits me to uh, disavow. Mr. Girl is a pedophile. Anyways. It's not true. I agree with Demi. <laughs> Incorrect. Anyway. I so love how we were, like, on, we were on track. We were on track to speak about Death Note. Like actually get on track. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Before we're talking <laughs> about Death Note. German Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> that I, I was just... very important. Yeah, I, I know, and you were you were kind of on a roll, and I kind of wanted to intentionally disrupt that just to fuck with you a little bit. Sorry. Anyway, so the episode starts with Rem in a mysterious dark room with a mysterious <laughs> man, um, and uh, uh, Rem tells has given this man uh, her death note, reportedly, uh, and she tells him that as long as he keeps using the death note to kill criminals whose names air on TV. He can do whatever he want with it. Uh, they're sort of making a little bit of a deal there. Um, and, and this this business, the shady businessman has a big evil grin on his face. Um, and after that, we cut to Task Force headquarters, where we find out it has been 50 days since the imprisonment of Misa, Light, and Chief Yagami. The unlawful and, imprisonment, the violation oh, of the civil liberty. Again. Come on. I'm just saying, you know, like all no trial, no fucking human rights. Did they even get their Miranda warning when they got arrested? The, the, no, we're not doing this again. Saying, you did this last I'm episode. Saying, all right, okay, we had all right, this discussion all right, all right, all right, all right. last episode. I'm just saying this is what I see. Anyway, go ahead. I'll shut up about it now. I still, I still don't get how you're so hung up about this. They have magical killing powers, which they can't. Comprehend. Comprehension. The fucking but they all, precautions had to be taken. But they only ever really have, like, the, the, the most they have is on Misa, but they have nothing on fucking Light. Uh, you know, they, they don't really have anything on they Light. They have a lot on Light. This whole show no, has been but they do. gathering evidence for no, Light. They, <laughs> they have evidence on fucking Misa, but they have really nothing on Light, if you think about it. I mean, all they really need is confession. That's that's really what they want. But if you have like, you don't have any tapes, unlike Misa. 
you know, you don't have the mo you don't have the motives, unlike Misa. And you know, I'm just saying. It it just seems kind of funny that you know they're still holding light as a hostage though, but they they don't have like nearly enough actual real evidence. They have theories, and the At theories are point, very sound. No, no, hold on, hold on. Getting wait, a little wait, wait, bit wait, wait, out wait. of hand. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It is. It is getting a little bit out of hand, right? Um, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, really, all they're looking for is like an actual confession from Light, but. You know, this entire time, like it was fine when it was just two weeks, but then we get into this episode, and it's a, uh, I think he said five weeks, so almost fifty a month days, and, which I just said yeah. two minutes ago. Oh, 50 days, my bad. So like almost a month and a half, just about, and they still don't really have anything specifically on light. I mean, I gotta say. You know, like it seems like their investigations running into a fucking brick wall, at least in front of, at least with light anyway. It is absurd at this point because all like all the circumstantial evidence is starting to point to light not being Kira at this point. Uh, but when they were pretty much 100% certain, which they were when they started this imprisonment, uh, it was uh, these parameters were completely acceptable due to the circumstances, and I don't know why you're so hung up on them. It's absurd now because it's pretty light is pretty much cleared logically, and L's just keeping him there. But before, it was perfectly reasonable. But anyway, enough about this shit. Before we get into a thirty-minute argument about it again, um, so <laughs> they they've been in prison for fifty days, um, and. Uh, the members of the task force are pretty much convinced at this point that uh, Light is not Kira um, because, you know, criminals have kept dying. And if uh, they surmise that if uh, Light was Kira and he could kill people in that position where he just like had no knowledge of anything and he could just kill people, uh, whatever, he would have had no reason to kill uh, the FBI agents or Lindell Taylor because they wouldn't have been a threat. Um, so... L uh, eventually decides to comply with releasing them, but not not with no strings attached. So uh, he calls uh, Mr. Yagami uh, into the task force headquarters from his confinement. He agrees to come there. Um, and we see L and Mr. Yagami uh, discussing something, and he gets a really big, like, what? look on his face, but we don't hear what they're saying. So... Uh, that happens, and then uh, it cuts to Chief Yagami in the car with Misa, who has been released from confinement, um, and Misa is convinced that he's a stalker and that he's lying about being a policeman, uh, but then they do, uh, they do uh, pull up for light, uh, pull up at light, and uh, fuck, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so they pull up uh, on Light, and Light uh, obviously addresses him as his father, uh, which Beast is like, oh shit, I just called your father, like, old and a pervert. Fuck, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Misa. I'm Light's girlfriend. Hi. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the car ride between Misa and uh, Light's father is super, super awkward. She She's hung up on the whole, like, why'd you guys, or like, I got dressed up in that sort of uh, pervy freaking uh, fetish outfit. And, you know, like she has she has it in her head that this is all just like a bunch of perverts, you know, trying to get their jollies off, you know, like and she's not really grasping the 
uh, the severity of the situation, you know? And I kind of feel, I kind of find it funny that since uh, she, she lost like her, uh, uh, her memories as far as the death note and uh, Rem is concerned, you know, she's reverted into sort of a, the, the ditzy idiot celebrity model girl. You know, it's, it's, it's a little adorable, I'll say, but it, it's kind of a, oh, come on, really? You, you don't like think maybe something's wrong here? Like, come on, you, you dumb dumb. He was like, oh, you guys must well, be a I mean, bunch of perverts. I might be getting kidnapped and raped. <laughs> yeah, like she doesn't grasp like maybe it's something <laughs> else. And, you know, she found out that he's a cop, you know, like, you know, fucking nothing clicks in that brain of yours. Even with your memories being gone there, surely you're thinking of something else besides getting kidnapped and raped by perverts. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine with getting kidnapped and raped, but by perverts. Oh, my God. No, not by perverts. It was like, oh, okay, okay. Was it going to be like five of you? All right, but like you know, try to take it easy. The last three were like kind of hard. It's like, damn, lady, you're just like prepared to do this. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They get tired. I walk away. Mo, Mo sounds like th- this whole rant sounds like Mo's writing a joke for Death Note abridged right now. <laughs> like, that, that, uh, well, that's the end. That's maybe the end goal of the show. Up. That's the end goal of this show, is we're going to write Death Note Abridged once we're done. Oh, Christ. <laughs> we're going to become famous uh, abridgers and abridge Death Note. Who, who would, uh, who would Demigloom voice in our <laughs> Death Note Abridged series? Who would I voice? Yeah. Would, I don't know. Would you be the second? I have no idea. It's a really strange question to ask. Well, I was gonna ask for like all three of us. I just, I just went with you first. Okay, I choose um, uh, the black guy. <laughs> what black guy? There's no black guy in this show. <laughs> um, you thinking, you're thinking of the movie that, that where L is black. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of the wait. L is black in the movie. <laughs> I think so. That's what I. I've heard. I've never seen it, but I've heard Alice Black. What is Misa like a trans woman or something too? No, it, the, isn't they it weren't that Netflix? quite that progressive. <laughs> isn't Not it trans progressive, Netflix? but black progressive. It was it was Netflix, but it was Netflix in 2016. So they weren't quite at the trans progressive this stage yet. Oh boy! Uh, IRL but, anime uh, movies are a mistake. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Death Note movie. We're gonna, <laughs> episode thirty eight of Kira's Kingdom. Thirty nine will be like our finale wrap up, and thirty eight is gonna be about the Death Note movie. And then we'll do a reunion show four years later about the Death Note. We're live not action talking show. about the fucking live yeah. drama. No, it's the same show, but just real. Is Why it literally like a re- show like again? An, is it like an episode for episode remake? I'm pretty sure, yes. That's bullshit. Nobody would ever waste their time making making that. I mean, that's what people want out of most live-action anime adaptations. That's not what they get. They get pissed. So I guess maybe that's why this is held in a decent regard, from what I've heard. Because they actually fucking fell of the series. Uh, but anyway, so... Yeah, Light's just, like, laying weak in the cell. Oh, wait, no. We, we're way past that. I'm sorry. It's literally late. Um, so, 
<laughs> Misa and Light and uh, the father, uh, Chief Yagmi, are in the <laughs> they're in a car. And uh, Chief Yagmi is driving the car. And uh, they're under the impression uh, that uh, they're being released, uh, Light and Misa. Uh, but then Chief Yagmi informs them that they're not being released. They're actually being escorted to their execution. Um, and yeah, that's when... My God. Big dramatic moment, really... Yeah, and you know, uh, like I had really a comment intense. on this. I had a comment on this scene because it was really weird. Like the animators or the VA or something, maybe something was uh, lost in translation. But like you obviously see Light's dad like furrow his brow, and like he gives you the proper emotions, right? And then you see Light react, and you see him give the proper emotion, like "What the fuck, Dad? You're gonna fucking pop a cap all up in my ass." I don't know why I thought it was in a Tarantino movie for a minute, so, like, pardon me. But then, like, uh, Misa, like, leans in, and she's got that fucking happy voice, but the uh, dialogue's like, no, mister, please don't kill me. And it's really fucking off-putting. Because, I don't know, like, her I, don't, face I, I, I think match- you're wrong. I think that's just her voice. I, no, I her think face, she, was, she had a tone of... And, her face and her emotion, like, the, the emotions that she was supposed to convey but her facial animations uh, did not convey the fucking voice line. And she was like happy and smiling and going, that's hey, not true. You know, that, that's not I true. I watched the same scene you did. I it's just not watched true. it motherfucker like five, like 15 minutes ago. So did it's I. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> not true. It can't be. Riley's going <laughs> to holla. I don't know what that is a reference to, but that is from something. <laughs> it's not true. Can't be. Uh, it can't be. <laughs> what? That's definitely some like English what? stuff. All right, but uh, so so yeah, light light and Misa are freaking out. Um, he says they're gonna drive him to a secret execution site. Um, but then uh, Chief Yagami he pulls over the car in the middle of nowhere. And he stops, and he's like, okay, nobody's around. I think this is a good place. And Misa's like, oh, I get it. He's going to, like, uh, secretly let us go in the secluded area. And then Chief Yagami's like, no, light. I'm going to kill you. And, like, an Hey, Riley's doing this, his this best T-1000 uh, uh, impression. Uh, yeah, because you're roboting all uh, around. Like are you trying to do that Dude, line? It was literally like, oh, he just <laughs> left. Oh, I don't think we're supposed I, to acknowledge that when he does that. But whatever. I talk shit while he's leaving. All right, fuck Riley up his yeah, bitch fuck ass. Riley. Seriously, god damn. He's fuck so annoying. Riley. This is like the worst podcast ever. Oh, it's the worst podcast I'm the most into. Oh, but hey, hey what's going on? We were just talking about how awesome Riley is. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, we yeah. We are going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, Chief Yagami says he's going to kill Light and then himself, um, which Light starts having a, a genuine emotional freak out because he genuinely believes that he's not Kira and he didn't do anything wrong. Um, and his father's about to shoot him in the head. So, 
Uh, he has a crazy emotional breakdown. Uh, Chief Yagmi pulls out his gun, uh, tells Misa that he's not going to kill her. He's just going to leave her in the car with the fucking dead corpses until the cops find them so that she can be ex- executed uh, officially. <laughs> and, I'm going to be uh, honest. Like, if that were me and, you know, if I were like Misa, the first thing I'm doing as soon as his fucking... Uh, Skull stops smoking. Is I'm grabbing the obvious keys from his fucking pocket and unlocking the goddamn. Her arms and legs are tied, Mo. Oh, I thought her. I thought her arms were just tied, not her fucking legs. No, they both have their arms and legs tied. Oh, not handcuff. Maybe handcuff, but they're both. They're both subdued, both arm wise and leg wise. Well, I don't know. You know, I was just thinking proactively, that's all. Don't you think Light would have, like, jumped up out of his seat and tried to, like, smash through the car window if he thought he was going to get shot and he had access to his legs? Well, no, because he's not fucking Kira right now. And so... Yeah, you don't think... you You don't have to be Kira to have a fight or flight reaction when you're about to be shot. I don't know, man. It's fucking anime. It's anime Uh, rules. But anyway, so yeah, uh, he loads his gun, uh, tells Misa he's just going to leave her there, and then uh, Light's begging for his life, and then Chief Yagmi says, from one murderer to another, I'll see you in hell. And then he fucking shoots Light in the head, it cuts to the car, we hear a bullet sound, and then it goes to a transition. (laughs) And then it's a commercial break. It's a commercial break. Mo, were you at all convinced for even a second that that was real? No, not chance in hell. I pretty much, like, figured that it would be, uh, you know, like, exactly that. Like, he shot next to him, or it was a blank. Turns out it's a blank. You know, I imagine there has to be a lot of audience members out there who, like, thought that that was, like, a genuine twist. And that Light actually did die, and it's just going to become the Misa show. There has to be people who thought that. At that uh, moment. Like, the, the real, real fucking gullible ones, though. Like, uh, no yeah. way, like, oh my god, his dad really did kill him. Oh, oh. like, you know, you're a gullible kind of schmuck. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we cut back and we see that it was a blank, which... Uh, that explanation doesn't make a lot of sense, because if you shoot somebody, like, right point blank in the head with a blank, they will still die. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah, that, that was... <laughs> That was another anime LOL fucking uh, moment. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, um, uh, Light obviously doesn't die, and neither does Chief Yagami. Uh, so Chief, he kind of like collapses, and he's like, "So sorry, I had to do it." <laughs> oh, and I like, forgot what? to mention before the way he was explaining uh, what was going on with the execution. He made L to be like made L out to be like this cold, calculating like, figure who was just, like, demanding the deaths of Light and Misa. And I like how Light was genuinely like, but Elle wouldn't do that, though. What do you mean? Yeah, Elle's my totes bestie. Elle's my totes bestie. At college. (laughs) And we kissed a girl for the first time ever. (laughs) The Light has kissed plenty of women, I think. They they established that he's a Chad many times. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know, having fun with a little bit. Oh, oh, oh. 
Which also, I, I meant to mention this last episode, too. For the last couple episodes, this is, like, a really weird detail, right? Like, it's something that I might even be making up in my own head. But they're, I think they're starting to draw Light's hair a little bit longer. And that's before he was in prison, because it makes sense, because he's in prison and he's not getting haircuts. But just for the past couple episodes in general, his hair has, like, been drawn longer and, like, in a kind of different way. And I'm kind of digging it. I don't, I don't know if I'm just, like, making that up in my head. Demi, did you notice a difference in his hair at all? The last episode that you watched? The last episode I watched was probably, like, five episodes ago, and I haven't noticed yeah, any that's difference. Why I'm, that's why I'm asking that you saw the difference. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't see a difference. Damn it. Just the way they've been Damn drawn the last couple episodes, I think. But, you know, I, I feel like I feel like the way they've been drawing Demi Gloom over the past like two episodes, like her hair has looked much shorter and pinker. Oh no! I feel like I feel like they made the artistic decision. <laughs> Why did Riley leave the call again? Why did you leave the call, Riley? Riley what happened? Uh oh. Riley. Oh 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 Riley. Yeah. While we're waiting for him to come. Oh, there he is. Uh, but yeah, anyway, enough about Light's hair. Um, so, uh, Chief Yagami, like, has his little breakdown. He's like, I'm sorry, I had to do it. And then he says, Ryazaki, did you see it? And then Elle's on the radio. And he says, yes, a convincing performance. Uh, if one of them were Kira, you almost certainly would have died. So it seems as if uh, they're cleared. Um, but of course, there are caveats to this. El is not fully convinced yet the release will have some uh, conditions. Uh, first of all, Misa will be under full-time surveillance. Um, and second of all, El declares to Light that until Kira is brought to justice, him and uh, El and Light will be together 24-7. Light will no longer be let out of El's sight ever. And Light agrees to these terms and declares that he's going to help El find Kira. They're going to work together. And... He genuinely believes this at this in this in the scene mode. Just he he has true determination to catch Kira with L, not mm -hmm. knowing Kira. Yep, and this is where you get caught slipping. So anyway, yeah, we cut back to the task force uh, where uh, we realize uh, when L said uh, him and Light are going to be together twenty four seven, he meant it very literally because he he handcuffs Light to himself. They're they're handcuffed together. They're they're, um, yep, handcuffed together. Uh, when Misa immediately makes a gay joke, <laughs> which I yeah. love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I didn't know you were on that side of the fence there, L, uh, L huh? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, uh, Misa's, like, bitching and being a brat. She's like, how are we supposed to go on dates if you're there, L? I don't want you watching us kiss, you pervert. And... <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, and he kind of let slip. Was like, I guess you guys can have to kiss in front of me. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess I'd like, be watching. I don't know. It's like now, like you know, there's some cracks in the L armor. You know, like he's he's a little bit of his creeps. You know, like he, you know, grabs grabs women's asses in public. You know, without permission. You I, know, I, I disagree. Uh, I don't get that vibe. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't. Maybe, maybe just a little bit, but very inappropriate. No, no touchy touchy like that. No ass grabbing in public, especially on asses that aren't yours. You know. When he ass grabbed in public, it was to get her phone as part of his fucking. Uh, play. you know, 
No, but he did grab her ass, though, also. It was like yeah, a Because her phone was in her back pocket. Yeah, I know, but he probably grabbed her ass as well because it... it I, I don't know. Hell is a noble uh, man, okay? He would never yeah, do such yeah, a thing. Yeah, your noble man is, you know, is probably sniffing panties when no one's fucking looking. It's not true. Elle would never do not that. True. is my hero. Yeah, he's a panty sniffer. No, it's not true. Um, but uh, so uh, the details of L and Chief Yagmi's plan are revealed to Light and Misa, um, and L tries to uh, interrogate Misa about what happened in uh, Aoyama. Um, and Misa states that her memory is kind of foggy, um, so she doesn't really give much to go on there. Um, and, yeah, so, fuck, a, a little brain jumbled today. I got some brain fog going on. Um, so, yeah, uh, there, there's, like, this whole fucking scene, and, like, Misa's being annoying, um, and they state, like, their plan and how, uh, they're they're putting Matsuda up under an alias as Misa's new manager, uh, so they can keep constant watch on Misa. And Matsuda's getting really into it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Matsuda. He's so good. Yeah, like he, did you know like while while everyone was talking, he was still talking, but he was at a, like a dull fucking roar. Yes, I yeah, did notice was, that. Yeah, so he's really into the Misa Misa. Uh, <laughs> A brand, and then suddenly fucking Aizawa gets fucking pissed. He jumps up, and he's like, enough of this fucking kissing, dating, Misa Misa bullshit. This is the fucking Kira investigation. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I like the whole, like, uh, the, the three camera angle fucking uh, uh, table slam, double hand ta- table slam thing. He's like, that's enough. And then he fucking, like, escorts her right the fuck out of the damn room. Yeah, he and, fucking uh, kicks Misa like, out. He's like, Misa, mm-hmm. it's time to go to your room. She's like, no, I don't want to go to my room. And then she fu- and, and then Aizawa fucking pushes her out the door. And then she like bursts through. Be like, Light, we should go on a date, even if it's the three of us. And then finally they get her out of the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, which L uh sort of asks Light about uh whether he's serious about Misa, uh, which Light states that not at all. Uh it's a completely one-sided thing. Um and L requests that Light uh, pretend to be intimate with at least the fucking mm, words. Yeah, th- this, <laughs> this is fucked up. This is fucked up right here. I was like, all right, hey, dude, I'm going to, like, you know, get you to convince your girlfriend to let her bang you while I watch, of course, because I'm not going to un- get unchained. You know, if I start jacking it, you know, it's just Which, natural. Which, to be fair, you know, L- L- is not the one who brings up intimacy. It's Light. He, d- she- he just says... He wants Light to get closer to Misa in order to find out more about, uh, like, the second Kira or whatever. Bang your girlfriend for information, bro. Yeah, of course. And Light says that he can't do that. He can't manipulate a woman's feelings like that. Which is so fucking ironic. Which brings so up the thing here, right? Ironic. Let, let me let me talk about this. This is it's time for my soapbox. Um, so we see Light in this episode, and he. We learn sort of what Light was before the Death Note. And I think this is a perfect example of the age-old proverb, proverb words. Um, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Because we, lear- we sort of learn that Light, pre-Death Note, 
was a pretty somewhat stand-up guy. Like he has he has morals, he's a good guy, he wants to help catch Kira, he doesn't want to manipulate Misa's feelings. He's a real genuine guy. So it just proves that this absolute power of the Death Note, when you put that into somebody's hands, it can absolutely corrupt somebody who maybe wasn't that bad of a guy before it dropped out of the sky. See Light here as this genuine guy who really wants to help catch Kira and and doesn't want to manipulate Misa's feelings, even though that was like his whole MO when he was Kira, was to manipulate Misa into doing shit for him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we sort of get a glimpse into the fact that, yeah, Light was not that bad of a guy, and that absolute power corrupts absolutely. I mean, this is the question I have for you, Riley. Do sure. you believe... A, say someone is a serial killer, right? Like yeah. they killed like th- like they killed like children, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring in the pedophile example, okay? Because we're we're you know what I mean that we're gonna have to do a little bit more mental gymnastics to bring that one up. But like let's just say like someone's like a serial killer, right? And they lose all their memory of committing the crime, and they lose like whatever it was that like they felt like justified it, knowing that they did that. Could you be like? buddies with a serial killer if they like lost their all their memory and they don't remember doing such things like at that point it's like they've become a different person like they've become a person who didn't do that almost that's fair enough but i think it's uh this is kind of just a false equivalency just because i think the whole point is like the death note is this supernatural force uh, that turns people into these monsters just by the fact that it exists is what it is. I think if you're just a normal serial killer, you somehow came to the mental state where you were killing people just normally with like a knife or a gun. Just because well, you don't remember doing that doesn't mean you're not capable of doing it again. Uh, with the with the Kira case, it's uh, it was the Death Note that sort of led to that corruption. So if the so Death Note's not a factor, then Light can continue being like a normal kid and be a good guy. So you believe the Death Note rather than like psychologically like see like my understanding was always that like having that power sort of like psychologically uh pipelined um light into becoming a monster rather than like Yes. Um it's like it's more psychological than it is like It is psychological, but it's psychological based on absolute power. Like you, if you if you're just a normal guy who fucking stabbed a couple people, that's not absolute power. When you have a fucking magic notebook that can kill anybody you want, that's absolute power, and absolute power corrupts it's, absolutely. It's when you know that you can get away with it. You know what I mean? Or at least you believe you believe that you can absolutely get away with it is like the big difference. It's that you like believing that there's no consequences. And I hear people say all the time, like, "Man, I wish I could just push a button to kill like all these people and shit like that." You know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I think there is a difference to be made, but I still, like, it's still a bit of a moral dilemma, though, in my opinion, like, whether a serial killer or, like, somebody who's done something heinous, um, who doesn't remember it, if they're, like, if you can consider them the same person and hold them accountable for that action. What does Mo have to say about this? He's been pretty silent. Oh, I, I've just been, like, uh, listening to you guys talk. Uh, I don't know, you know, like, a. Uh... It doesn't really seem right to let the person go get off of a fucking uh, crime, even though he's forgotten everything. You know, if he still he can still prove a dude did it, you know, like that person should be like thrown in jail for the appropriate length of time. 
you know, that's that's how I feel about it. I I don't know if I'm if I'm uh, gonna buy into. I forgot everything. I'm so sorry. Like, uh, maybe I'll be okay with putting you in like in a mental hospital or something. Like, no, but like in this like hypothetical, a, you know, their memories are gone. Like, that's a hundred percent fact. I think like putting them in the hospital still would be uh, like more appropriate until they get, until we can find a way to help them recover their memories. Then we put them in jail. And if we don't fucking, if we don't, uh, if we're not able to, uh, recover their memories, then we, maybe we put them in like a, like a prison, but like super like minimum security, but still with eyes on them 24 seven, you know, maybe something like that. Like, I'd sorry, say that buddy. would make sense. That would make sense in a real life uh, scenario, but I think, I think in this case where it is like a case of like Kira and the Death Note, I think this version of Light Yagami is not ca- is not capable of the same things Kira does until he is met with that absolute power. Like this Light Yagami is not just going to go stab some guys. Like this Light Yagami is a good person who wants to help catch Kira. It's the it's having the power of the Death Note that corrupts him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just excited for the for the Light and L uh, buddy cop time. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. I'm very excited for it. Which you know it is a little bit crazy the the extreme that L went. Like he handcuffs the both of them together. I'm like maybe you don't have to do that. I'm so excited. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm elated. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Light uh, sort of shares his criticism about how the task force works and how he's getting annoying, getting annoyed with meeting in a bunch of different hotels. Um, and L says that he's a me- he's thought ahead, and ever since their first meeting, he's been working on getting a uh, facility built, uh, which is almost done. Um, and he shows them the building. It's this huge fucking building. And they have fucking helicopters on the top. And there's, like, underground floors and shit. And uh, Misa's gonna get her own floor. They can accommodate up to 60 investigators if they ever expand the team. Uh, it's this whole fucking crazy thing. Um, I'm, like, thinking... I'm thinking you, you can, like, accommodate more than 60 investigators. Like, that's a big fucking building. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but they did say 60. I don't know why. But, uh. Yeah, and they all asked, like, how the fuck could you afford all of this? And then L doesn't really give a straight answer. He just says, like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to catch Kira. And Isa was like, how is that an answer? And then they just kind of move on. <laughs> uh, so they're going to move into this new facility. Uh, Light and L are going to work together to catch Kira. Uh, it's this whole, their whole one big happy task force family. Um, and Aizawa, uh says, <laughs> uh, like, s- talks about everybody and doesn't, and leaves Matsuda out. And Matsuda's like, hey, you forgot my name. Like, okay, Chief Light L, let's go catch Kira. And Matsuda's like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I love Matsuda. It'd have been so perfect much. if the fucking episode just, like, hard cut to the end. Uh, the end credit scene, and then just like that, uh, that that part of that Limp Biscuit song, Roland just fucking starts playing. Hey, what about me? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. You know, I think that would be a, like a good end. I think so, uh, but uh, we can't end the episode quite yet because, uh, meanwhile, there's a business meeting being conducted by uh, eight men, uh, and they're talking about. 
how they're they're going to become uh, the CEOs of this uh, company called Yotsuba, and the purpose of this meeting is to eliminate their competition. And then uh, one of them brings up the question of who will die. So now Kira is working with this Yotsuba company uh, and eliminating their competition, which they kind of have a discussion about why would Kira do this, blah, blah, blah. And eventually the conclusion they come to is that one of the eight of them has to be Kira. And we get we get like an establishing shot of all of their faces with their names under them, which you can't read because they're in Japanese. But I, yeah. I will go over I will go over them here because they're here on the wiki. So we got yeah. Uh, and I really Ki- really liked the animation style for this scene. It was really really good. This is one of those things that uh, Death Note does really 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 well. Yeah, it was really cool. Now here's here comes Riley tries to read eight Japanese names. Um, so uh, the characters were. Uh, Kiyosuke Hiji, the uh, fuck. I've already, I've already <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, Ki- Kiyosuke Higuchi. Now Japanese people will hate us forever. Shut up, shut up. Kiyosuke Higuchi, Aichi Takahashi, uh, Takeshi Oi, uh, Raiji Namakawa, uh, Masahiko Kaida, uh, Shingo Mido, Arayoshi Hatori, and Suguru Shimura. Uh, so those are the eight members of the Yotsuba uh, company, and we know that one of them is is the new Kira, uh, and Rem is is there present at the meeting, uh, where she looks at the she looks at the camera and says, uh, "Humans are so disgusting," and that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really great uh, scene to end on. This was this made the episode really good. Or it was so, yeah, already we, pretty good, but now it's really fucking good, I think. So we have our sort of conflict established here. We we have our new status quo for the show for the for a while. We got Light and L handcuffed together. They got a new task force headquarters. Um, they're working to catch Kira, and the Kira they're working to try to catch is part of this Yotsuba group. Uh, so that that we we sort of have that established for us. So now this is going to be the story of Light L and Co. Uh, trying to find uh, this new Kira that we know is part of this Yotsuba group. Yeah, Are you excited, really, Mo. It, oh yeah, uh, sorry, I was uh, I was about to say uh, yeah, I'm really fucking excited for this. This is kind of really a, a neat little concept, like a a boardroom full of fucking uh, potential Kiras, and and I, I one of them's only uh, there's only one of them that truly is it, but I really like this idea of like a boardroom. Uh, having the fucking death note and they they come at, what, what was it once a week i thought they that one said yeah, yeah they, they said like, they're, they're they meeting once together. a week and choosing like somebody to kill yeah and i really really like this i haven't seen this i haven't seen this before so i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to see how this goes this is a a real like uh well not quite court of owls but Maybe it can get there. Like, I would like to think that maybe this will start establishing like a secret society or some shit like that. Are you? Well, I want to know if you're excited for the reason why I'm excited. Are you excited to see Light and L work together to catch this new Kira? Because that's the exciting part of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that, but I'm more excited to see where this uh, boardroom of Kira's, uh, Kira's boardroom. I would like to see like where that goes. I'm more interested in that. Than <laughs> That's that. what we should have called this show. Uh, the Kira's, Kira's boardroom. Board <laughs> <laughs> 
What are, what are Maybe your thoughts, I just want... Demi Gloom, our, our special guest, our good friend, who hasn't talked in like 15 minutes? Um, yeah, I don't have much else to bring to the table. I'm pretty excited to definitely watch the next couple episodes of Death Note. Okay, but yeah, like, what were your impressions when you first saw this? And like, what were you excited for uh, at that time? Like, was when like... you were experiencing this? Well, first of all... I'm just genuinely wondering, like, okay, when is, um, when is Light gonna get his memory back, and when are we gonna, like, return to the original conflict? And, in all honesty, I kinda didn't like this arc very much. Um, I felt that it less, well, I mean, not really a spoiler, I feel like this part of the show is a bit, um, unnecessary, Later, like as the show goes on, I find it to be unnecessary. But I, d- I did mention to Mo that this is like one of the devi- more divisive arcs. So yeah, so uh, that's yeah, why I guess I'm looking agree with that. Yeah, that, that's why I'm lo- really, really looking forward to it because I want to see what the big deal is and why people don't like this. Versus, uh, I, I have a feeling that I'll probably end up really liking it. Uh, you see, I, I kind of like I had heard the negative reception of the arc, and I think that soured like how I felt about it. But rewatching this episode and like remembering where things go, I actually adore most of this arc. Like there might be one like seven out of ten episode in there uh, that's like kind of fillery, but like the rest of it is fucking brilliant. And I don't know why people don't like this arc. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll get to all of that uh, as the uh, as this develops. Uh, any other uh, final thoughts on this episode? Uh. Pretty good. I I really like that there is actually a lot more. Uh, usually, when there is a uh, a sort of talky, sort of like a, a you know exposition driven sort of episode, not mu- well. Sometimes things happen, but you know not all the time. Blah blah blah. Yada yada yada. But this one, there were like multiple twists, and the uh, the scene where uh, L explains the the uh, fucking uh, uh, plan to the chief. And the expression on the chief's face is uh, really, really well done because I'm like, what the fuck did he tell him to do? And it turns out L told him to convince his kid that he was going to shoot him in the fucking face. So like that was the plan. So then you have that. Then you have the, you know, the plan after plan after plan manipulation and all that. Then you have the fucking, you know, Kira's fucking boardroom. You know, it was it was a really really great episode. I, I, I it deserves some some really really good top of the line praise. I think. Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, so before we get into our wrap up questions, let's talk about the Death Note rules, folks. Uh, we got two do Death Note rules here. Um, uh, first of all, uh, this rule gives us a little bit of insight as to uh, what's going on with uh, Misa, a uh, specific aspect of Misa. Um, so this rule states, if you have traded the eye power of a god of death, you will lose the eye power as well as the memory of the death note. Once you lose its ownership at the same time, the remaining half of your life will not be restored. Uh, so Misa lost her special eyes and she's still going to die in half the time. So unfortunate for Misa. Um, and then, uh, other rule is you may lend the death note to another person while maintaining its ownership, subletting it to yet another person is possible too. So you, you can pass the throne around a little bit and still retain the technical ownership and keep your memories and s- such. Uh, so yeah, uh, wrap up questions, uh, favorite character of this episode, 
I will be surprised if anybody gives a different answer than Chief Yagami. Uh, like, uh, he's obviously the MPP of this episode. His his acting mm-hmm. skills were impeccable. He goes through this whole crazy emotional arc. Um, it's obviously Chief Yagami, 10,000%. Yeah, I, I gotta go ahead and give it to him, too, because, you know, this he he was, like, the, the character that really drove home the uh, the emotion uh, of this episode. And I thought it was really, really well done. So I'll, I'll give it to Chief Yagami. Honorable mention to Light, because I like seeing Good Boy uh, wants to catch Kira Light. Uh, but no, I, it goes to Chief Yagami here. Uh, what about you, Demi Gloom? Do you share the same sentiment? Um, see, I think probably Chief Yagami, but I don't want to... I don't want to... Um, give the same answer as everybody else. So I'm going to say Misa. I thought she was really funny throughout the episode. Her yeah. like, sort of obsessive behavior with light and like the sort of like little animation things they did with her. How like, I don't know. It was like very much like, uh, there were, there were, it was very comical. Um, I don't know how to describe it to uh, a non anime fan, but if you are an anime fan, like it was very, like very moe, very like um uh what was it like yuri yuri what the fuck is that one show uh yui yuri uh, yuri is a yuri is yuru. a hentai category no. yuru no yuri's not a hentai category it's yuri yeah, it yuri no it's just an anime category yuri is like lesbian hentai no yuri just means lesbian anime it doesn't mean hentai. Oh, okay, it just means lesbian anime. Okay, dude. No, like any, like, like any, like romance anime between two girls is Yuri. Does that like, exist? Does that exist yes. in a non-hentai context? Yes. There's a show called Yuru Yuri. There's a show called Sakura Kiss. There's a show. Maybe I should admit how much lesbian anime I watch. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> revealing your power level a little bit too yeah. much. <laughs> this does not not help. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Bisa. She had very, like, moe... They did a lot of little, like, moe animation tricks with her little yeah. obsession with light. It was really cute and funny. Misa definitely deserves an honorable mention here. They did a lot of fun things with Misa in this episode. Um, uh, but favorite scene? I mean, obviously, the car scene. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I'm trying to give it more... I'm trying to give the car scene, like... Nah, I gotta say, I mean, honorable, uh, you know, top ramen honorable mention to the car scene, but I think the boardroom scene reveal at the very end of the episode and, you know, Rem, you know, declaring that humans are truly disgusting. You know, I, I, I really, really like that. And I think that's the scene and the, uh, the little, uh, fucking, uh, pick your enemy sort of Mega Man, uh, style enemy selection, uh, select the Mega Man boss screen. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that a whole lot. So I think that's the scene, the the scene of the show. So what I uh, want to know, Mo, for me. A, a question I meant to ask you. I want to know if you're observant because we do get a pretty good look at this new Kira silhouette in that first scene with Rem. Did you immediately pick out who Kira was? Uh, no, I didn't notice, unfortunately, and I, I looked like fucking crazy, and I can't figure out who it is. Because I, I think when I watched this the first time, I did immediately figure out who Kira was. Because, again, we do get a pretty good silhouette in that first scene. Well, who do you think Kira is? 
Well, I know who Kira is, so I can't say. <laughs> I've okay, seen this before. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be something I was supposed to notice, like, right off the bat. Well, you but... can. It's possible to notice it right away, but if you haven't, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you figure it out for yourself. It's a fun little mystery. Uh, but, yeah, I'm obviously going to give it to the car scene. I'm glad that Mo didn't, so I don't have to feel samey. Uh, yeah, it has... Uh, big emotional impact, seeing Light actually beg for his life. This innocent young teenage boy who legitimately believes he's done nothing wrong beg for his life as his father fucking loads a gun and aims it at his head. And then it's and revealed it says, that it's all an act. And it's like yeah, this whole it crazy says the scene. Most, says the most fucking metal line out from, from one murderer, murderer to, to another. another. See you in hell. I'm gonna kill you, bitch. What about you, you Denny? Favorite scene? Mm-hmm. Kira. Oh, it's now. not even a question. It has to be the car scene. That was fucking awesome. That l- the line that you just quoted was fucking badass. Mm-hmm. All right, so rating it out of ten. Uh, here's where I make Bo upset again uh, because no, I'm giving I, it a ten. I, I, under- I understand if you give it a ten. That's fine. I'm giving it a nine. Okay, yeah, I'm giving this, this one a ten. I'm giving this one a ten. This episode was fucking epic. Oh, Hell Christ. yeah. All right, I'll bump it up to 10. It was a good episode. Hell yeah! Is this Moe's first 10? I haven't no, been he's, listening he's to been this. No, this is like my third or fourth 10. I think the, it's like, this is your third 10. I think you gave the, the Detective Waifu episode to 10. And then this oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I guess this is my third 10. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's about it uh, for our Death Note coverage today, folks. Uh, uh, anything in the news uh, that uh, Mo or Debbie Gloom want to bring up and get into oh, an argument no, about? No, no, neither one of us have anything in the news. This We're is doing like the a negative on the show XP. at this point. We're doing the negative XP episode of Trigger Warning soon. Stay tuned for <laughs> that, guys. Oh, nice, nice. When are you thinking about recording it? I have, I have no idea. I'm probably just going to get a, to be there for video. that. Perhaps I think I'm, I'm thinking about just making a scripted video about the negative XP thing, but I got to do it really soon because like it's super current. If you do a podcast, I don't have much to say, but I just want to be there and be unmuted so I can make occasional quips about the one negative XP song I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why I don't want you to be a part of this because I actually am taking it seriously. No, I'm actually taking this seriously and like uh, making an essay about like. I'm not, I'm not saying if you make a scripted video, I don't want to be in that. But I'm saying if you do record a podcast about it, I want to be there to be a little bit of like levity and like make a couple references to the Scott Pilgrim song. I think it'd yeah, be no, funny. I, I like genuinely have a lot of things to say about like the implications of transphobia in media and figures like negative XP and why they have a negative real world impact. <laughs> negative real world impact. <laughs> Which Basically, I, certainly, I, I certainly have things to say about that too. Like I wouldn't just make fucking Scott Pilgrim jokes, but yeah, you have you have a lot of you know. you're gonna just defend negative XP the whole time. I would not actually do that, Demi. I I could do it in jest, uh, in like on Twitter and like in fucking Kira's Kingdom, but in your dedicated podcast about it, I would not defend negative XP. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Did, did Ethan Ralph do anything stupid this week? <laughs> uh, he always does something stupid. Uh, he he, he blocked me officially. Oh no, shit! 
Why I don't know why. Oh, I don't you, know why you... or when. I just looked up his page and it said Ian Ralph blocked you. So, oh damn! Like, did you talk some shit to him or something recently? Or not recently? No. Uh, oh wow! I definitely so talked a lot of shit. You. Is I Ethan Ralph listening to us? Has he blocked yeah, maybe. me? Let me see. That would be really he's... funny if he's like a big fan of the show. He's like, a he's a big fan Kira's of fucking Kingdom. Kira's Kingdom podcast. Yeah, he was oh. just watching Death Note and he wanted a good watch along podcast. Then he heard people talking shit about him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Like, I'm sorry, Ralph, but you know. Ethan Ralph. No, not Ethan Ralpu. Was Ethan I on the Ralph. last episode of Kira's Kingdom? No. Was that the one that I called in, or did you do another one since then? Oh yeah, yeah, you did call in for like a brief moment. Yeah, you were on I, the I talked about yes. I talked about shitting my pants during Crony Initiation. No, 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 that was that was a different episode. No, that was the last episode that I called into. Was that? No, the last episode. You weren't on the last episode, but you unmuted yourself for like a second, so you were oh. technically on it. <laughs> oh, like literally a split second. Yes. I tried to like bait you and to talk about negative XP and you just like said one sentence that didn't oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> negative XP is transphobic or something like that. That's right. I, I forgot about that. That was like two nights ago. I'm not blocked by Ethan Ralph, surprisingly enough. You're blocked by Ben Saint. I am blocked by Ben Saint. It's funny, uh <laughs> fucking <laughs> Ethan Ralph is having like a party um at a at a bowling alley in texas and he's like selling oh tickets God. and he's marrying may there i think i think for research purposes mo should buy a ticket to this party oh my God. <laughs> no please please no, i am absolutely not going to goddamn dallas to a fucking redneck bowling fucking alley to watch some fucking Listen, shotgun me, wedding no mo, i'm absolutely not doing that if me and if demi in pool, Houston or if me and demi pool our money to pay for your ticket and your gas will you go Man, I, I don't even have, like, I, I if I were to do that, I would Dick have had, Masterson's like... Dick Masterson's gonna be there. You get to yeah, be but, Dick. But I would have fucking, like, uh, like asked for time off and stuff if I were really gonna do this, and you'd have to buy me a bus ticket, because, you know, my, you know, my uh, uh, alabaster uh, self isn't going to go to uh, just, like, you know, drive. Like, fuck that. That's a long goddamn Dallas drive. Oh, shit, how far are you from Dallas? Oh, I'm about three, three and a half hours, maybe about four, four and a half. That's maybe not that five. bad. Hey, Siri, Wait, it's, city's it's three and a half day. hours from Dallas. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's doxxed, bro. We're it's coming. Over. We're coming, Mo. <laughs> well, I, I think if we were coming, Mo would just give us the address. It's the public coming that's the concern. No one's going to do anything. I literally don't do anything. To I think, I think know, if Riley you know, exclamation point Debbie Gloom wanted to come to Mo's house, Mo would just give us the address because <laughs> we're his no, friends. If, if a 17-year-old girl was coming to his house, he'd get a knock on the door from fucking Chris Hansen. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, absolutely said, not. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm not going to the minor. According to the chat box, you wanted to record a podcast. Do you want to say anything else about this? <laughs> Yeah, you fucking pervert. Get the you're going so, to so, fucking so jail. What once Demi Gloom is of age, uh, for for me, he would give me the address right now. But Demi Gloom, it's good. We gotta wait until the, the birthday. <laughs> and that would be grooming. It says it's that you were grooming. in communication. It, it says you were in communication since she was 15 years old. No, 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 no. no. But it's only grooming is something actually. Birthday. It's not. There's no implication there. 
Because if this you're, is really if you're an adult, disgusting and made, no, making me feel very uncomfortable. Mo, you finish explaining this and then we'll get off this topic. I'm just saying there's no implication there if you are an adult. The whole thing that makes it weird is that you are 17. Like, once you're 18, there's no implication. So unless something happens, no grooming allegations are going to come. Unless something definitively happens. By you just being 17 and being there, that's what causes the concern. Once you're 18, the concern only happens if something actually occurs. I know, I'm just, I'm just giving Mo a hard time. I just want to hang out and have a good time and record podcasts. I don't want to go yeah, to jail. I, I, want, I want to have Largest Issue Con and not have it be weird. <laughs> issue Crew Con. Well, I haven't announced that name yet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, we could have kept it subliminal. Fair enough. Someone marked this down. Fuck. <laughs> Walk out, no, walk fuck out. it. Fuck it. Don't mark it down. I ain't marking it down. I don't give a shit. It's called The Issue Crew. A uh, little preview issue for listeners crew. of Kira's Kingdom. Can I talk for a second of how like bad fan art of Hasbin Hotel and like Vizipop oh stuff actually really is? God, it's just so bad. There's so few like good like fan art shit. It's literally all fucking crayons and shit. Like here's Alistair. Here's the millionth fucking picture of Alistair, right? And I'm like, dude, this is fucking terrible. And then there's the fucking fan fiction where everybody fucks and sucks each other. Nobody's gay because nobody's straight, and it just doesn't matter because if a bear is hungry, they'll eat. A sort of mentality. And, you know, every everyone. There's ship, fan out of every show of everybody ship. fucking. There's fan art of Death Note of everybody it's, fucking. And like, it's, it's fucking weird, man. Like, dude, like this, some of these people are fucking like the artwork is funny and cringe, but the 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 fucking fan base, like the 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 fan art communities, are normally really fucking weird. I'm sorry, I've seen this like again and again and again where it'll start off really cool. And then all the fucking obsessive types get in, you know, they infiltrate that subsect and it gets fucking weird, man. To where, like, you yeah, start getting. Hold weird. on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not finished. Uh, it gets weird to where you get fucking, like, my little pony ponies making out with Invader Zim. It's real fucking weird, man. Yeah, no, fan art has always, like, been a fucked up thing in that sort of community. Like, fucking, there, even, the Death Note community, there's fucking fart fetish shit on the first page of, of Misa Mane on Rule 34. I know, oh, I've been there. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Why did you look up Misa on Rule 34, Riley? <laughs> no. For scientific purposes, purely. <laughs> of course. Riley is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Jesus. Just wait for the white noise to fade out. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. All right. But, uh... It's too bad that Riley just got gunned down. I'm going to miss that dude. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, my <laughs> homie, Riley. <laughs> Riley was it's like the scrappy do thing Riley was gunned down by a rival drug cartel in 1984 wait what <laughs> have you not seen the scrappy do 
<laughs> oh, it's a meme? I thought that was like actually like No, it's it's just canon. like a meme. It's just like a picture of a strappy dude and it says that like on like a May 7th, 1987. I don't know the date, but it's like on some date. Scrappy Doo was gunned down by a rival drug cartel. Interesting. <laughs> People have tattoos of this. Big meme. Imagine getting a meme tattooed on yourself. Jesus Christ. Would you, you know? Yeah, imagine imagine getting memed, bro. That, that couldn't be me. They definitely didn't make a. Uh... They definitely didn't like copy and paste my tweets over uh, transphobic Wojaks during the negative XP trauma. That didn't happen. To me. <laughs> oh my god! I feel really bad for you. You know, like you know this this dude was like you actually liked this dude, and for him to like just treat you the way he did was really fucked up. Yeah, but you know, at least I know who my enemies are. I'd rather I'd rather like go through this than have to you know, like, unknowingly support somebody who's a horrible person. Yeah, never meet your heroes, man. I'm, I'm tempted yeah. to find, like, the most cringe tweet that Demi Gloom has ever made, and, like, get it get a tattoo to myself on, like, that, fa- in, like, that fancy, like, inspirational quote, generic font. <laughs> Just, like, a really shitty tweet. <laughs> no, you gotta do it, you gotta get it tattooed in Comic Sans. <laughs> But no, the no, point is, is like my... you get it, you get, you get like the same the same font you would get like a Bible verse tattooed onto you, and it's like a shitty yeah. demi oh, tweet. Old English. <laughs> no, no, but do, just the, um... that font, like that style that people would yeah, get like yeah, Bible yeah. verses tattooed on themselves. Uh, yeah. Tattoo, bruh, They named a whole state after Florida, and then instead of the skull, <laughs> above, you just do like a fancy like uh, old English like skull. My best friend from fucking like that I grew up with in the town that I live in, he got uh because like he's super tight with my family, he got our uh, last name tattooed on his stomach. Like uh, you know, like thug for thug for life, like fucking Tupac. He got it in that style across his fucking stomach. It's so oh my god. Fun. Yeah. You know, it is a shame though that this is gonna have to be the, the last podcast they ever do with Debbie Gloom. Uh, because uh, she has committed a crime, and I have a feeling she won't go back on that crime, uh, even if we ask her about? to nicely. Uh, uh, you see, in your blocking spree, I assume most of those blocks were completely justified. Oh, I don't really care. Oh no! Uh, but there was one particular man, Artsy Prozzi, Artsy Prozzi, who was unjustifiably blocked. He was banned from Demi Gloom. He got banned from everything Demi Gloom related. Why? Uh, because he defended Negative XP and Chef Bojack, who is a literal neo-Nazi who has harassed me and told me to kill myself. And he, Hartsy Protsy knows this and, and defended his actions. So fuck Hartsy. Well, like, no. I'm not... Hartsy's not exempt. He's not exempt. He's not exempt just because he's friends with Monkey Jones, Hartsy's Riley. Hartsy's exempt. Hartsy's exempt because I like that guy. Fuck Hartsy Protsy. Fuck the live stream we did together. Fuck the podcast we did together. It's over. Love that guy. He's welcome to come on Largest Issue in the Galaxy or the sequel show at absolutely any time. <laughs> the The door is wide open for Hartsy Protsy. Well, at, at least he's not white, okay? At least he's not <laughs> like a white nationalist. 
At least he has like. Right, thank some... you for correcting yourself. At least he's not white. Like, excuse well, like, me. What I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm fucking with you. I'm at kidding. least the thing is, when he's he's somewhat apologetic to like white nationalist people, which isn't okay. But at least it's like somewhat his prerogative. You know what I mean? Whereas like other people, it's like they're like white cis straight male. They're like, it's just a different opinion, bro. It doesn't affect. How? Yeah, why would you let that affect It's just a different you? opinion, bro. Like that's all he said, right? No, like he didn't say Jeff. Said. He didn't say Chef Bojack was right for saying these things to you. He said it's just a different opinion. I don't care. Uh, he said negative XP was based. He said what negative XP said to me was based. So yeah, I'm sure he was definitely completely 100 percent unironic in saying that it was well, based. I don't care. That's not in. That's not an appropriate response. That's something I would say. I said something to that effect. I, I said it was bitch made that you were blocking people. <laughs> I, yes, I went harder but... than Hartsy did. <laughs> No, like Hearts Heartsy genuinely defends these people though. So and you don't. I don't think you actually defend negative XP and what he's done. Heartsy I defend did. Heartsy Protsy. <laughs> okay, so you don't hate so you hate negative XP and you hate people who want trans people to kill themselves, but you don't hate people who like people who want trans people to kill themselves is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I don't believe it. I don't believe in guilty I don't believe in by, guilty by association. I don't. I believe in I believe in guilty by endorsement. <laughs> guilty by association is one thing. Guilty by Hartsy endorsement. Hartsy didn't legitimately endorse anything. He made a joke about it being based. <laughs> he was he kidding, jokes I'm sure. Being based and constantly hangs out with these people that want me to kill myself. I don't know. I like Hartsy. Cool I dude. think that's Listen. a real shit move, though. You can't tell like people to kill themselves. Like, you tell, yeah, like you know, that's pretty par for the cor- course. You know, telling an underage transgender person, "Hey, go kill yourself." Like, oh wow, what a guy. Yeah, yeah. I want to be friends with people who are friends with this guy. Yeah, I gotta say, if he's like that, you know, if he <laughs> makes apologies for like you know actual legitimate white nationalists. You know, like I wouldn't want the guy. I wouldn't want to do a podcast with the dude. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Right, well, I guess, I guess Hartsy, Hartsy's going to be off of largest issue, but Hartsy's welcome on the Riley and Friends show at any time. Uh, well, you do you, man. I, I, Hartsy I, can just, come on. Hartsy can come on fucking trigger warning and have a blood sports debate with me, and I can cuss him out. But other than that, I'm not. I'm not going to be buddy buddy with Hartsy in any context. Anything, I'm, if you get Hartsy on anything that I'm on, it's just going to be an argument, and he's just going to leave because Hartsy is fucking bitch made. Hartsy doesn't actually want blood sports. Hartsy just wants to like fucking make smug, mean ass comments. And then when he's when his ideas are actually challenged, he just fucking exits the scene. He's a fucking pussy, is what he is. Fuck Hartsy. Damn. The Demi's making her statement. It's, he's a fucking incel, dude. All these incel motherfuckers, they're so childish and immature. Hey! They, they blame it on they blame it hey! on genetics. It's not fucking gen- you're not an hey! incel, Riley. Why do you <laughs> okay. care? Why are you fucking trying to shut him up when he's running against fucking gay little incels, man? Litter litter fucking. I am an incel. You are not I, an incel. You're uh, listen, Riley, I'm not talking about just people who can't. I was get laid identified as an completely... incel by this guy on Twitter who said he wanted all incels <laughs> to die, and then he DM'd me on Twitter. <laughs> No, listen, Riley. There's t- there's two like types of incels. There's like guys who can't get laid, and like <laughs> this like sub uh, internet subculture of inceldom. And when I say incels, that's who I'm referring to. 
And as a former member of that community, I can say like pretty much every last one of them, like there are good people in that community, but the bad people are unavoidable. You know what I mean? Like there are good ones, but you simply cannot avoid the bad ones by any means. So there's like no point in interacting with that community if you have any self-respect. I mean, I do have empathy for a lot of their positions, not the fucking crazy racist ones, you know, but the other ones. What, like, the state-mandated girlfriend? Like, <laughs> child I mean, sex slave opinions? I have, I have basic empathy for them because they're, they've been driven to insanity. Like, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I like, guess, they're obviously I guess I not mentally that. well. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, have, I have empathy, but there's a difference between empathy and, like, justification. Sympathy? No, sympathy, I have sympathy, I have sympathy for mass murderers. Like, sympathy is just an, it's just an emotional reaction. It's not a logical position. No, 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 empathy, there's a difference between empathy, sympathy means, like, you genuinely, like, agree with what they did. Empathy is just like, I understand their situation, I can feel for them in that way. Empathy is understanding their situation and being able to walk in their shoes. Sympathy is, like, the sadness you feel when you see someone else suffering. If I saw, like... Hitler getting like a cactus shoved up his ass, and I saw him going, ah, <laughs> crying like a little baby. I would have a little bit of sympathy. I would not want to stop the situation, but I would be like, damn, dude, ouch. <laughs> Glad it's not my asshole. <laughs> damn, yeah, exactly. <laughs> damn, dude, ouch. Demi Gloom, official Hitler sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> Then you have my girl. Smoke. My girlfriend's gonna leave me if she hears any of these podcasts. Oh man, no shit, right? <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> she's she's like heard me say much less worse things and like be like, oh, I, I can't believe you actually said that. She oh. does not. She does not like my offensive humor. Has she not heard but, like any of your shows? Uh, she has, but the thing is, like, she um, she'll like laugh at she something horrible like me, I say. So she'll never listen to Curious Kingdom. I think she thinks podcasts are just kind of stupid and gay, honestly. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, she's yeah, like, let, let her keep thinking that. That's probably the best thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> she, she literally just like, she pretty much like actually does things. Like she goes to, she has like dance lessons and practice and shit. She like, she like actually touches grass and like doesn't live on the internet. Podcasts are for people who like live on the internet. Or for, like, millennial moms who listen to, like, NPR and Mark Maron and shit. Oh, God. And fucking Joe, Joe Rogan. Middle-aged dads listen to fucking Joe Rogan. But, like, we're, if we're talking, like, this kind of podcast, like an internet comedy podcast, like, you have to pretty much be terminally online to find this podcast entertaining at all. And she's just not that, like, at all. In fact, she's the opposite of terminally online. She's, ter- she's terminally offline. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's unterminally offline. <laughs> she's a she's a toucher. She's touching too much grass. <laughs> she's turning green. <laughs> her hair is green. <laughs> First, then it's gonna be her face. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh but yeah. Anyway, uh, it's about time to call it quits. Unless I had something he really wanted to say. I don't want to. I don't want to cut him off. No, no, no. I I ain't got nothing to say, man. I'm good. Fuck the Fed. Taxation is theft. That's it. Hell yeah, based.
<laughs> tax the rich. Tax, tax billionaires tax out of existence. Gas, gas are too high. Yes. Gas, gas prices are too high, guys. We need Trump back. Tax, He's going to bring gas prices unless, down. Unless you're a billionaire. <laughs> it's true. Trump 2022, guys. Bring him back. We'll get him this year. <laughs> Do you think hang Trump's going to run in 2024, genuinely? Yeah. Oh, it's it, it's pretty much a given. It's pretty much a given. Do you think he has a shot? Is the real question. Oh, no. I think he... Yeah, I, I think he totally has a shot because of the... the Unfortunately, because of the fucking absolute disaster that's been this administration, uh, unless uh, the the Democrats and Republicans have a fucking uh, rabbit up their ass, they better stand up and pull it out because it's unless it's like, be, like in like a historical event. Wait, 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 hold on. Oh, go ahead. Like, it, it, yeah, it's a uh, uh, unless he had they have a rabbit up their ass or a fucking trick up their sleeve. Like it's it's almost assured that it's going to be another uh, Trump uh, uh, Trump term, and he'll get his eight, and it'll be like it, it'll be like the greatest presidential comeback of all time. Uh, well, maybe well at least in the modern age, because I think Grover Cleveland served two non consecutive terms, so it's it's very very rare. I think he actually I think Grover Cleveland is the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms as president. So for Trump to do it in the modern age, uh, he's definitely, he'll definitely go down the history books. If you erase everything else, it'd be for that. For being the second president and the first president in the modern age to do that. At least. Or January 6th or kids in cages. I hate to say it, but no one really cares about either or after the fucking R turns into a D. I, I disagree. I don't. I well. I mean, I think the base, the uh, the Democratic base, cares about it. I don't think that any of the politicians fucking care for anymore. Uh, care well, about? I don't it think. Any, I, I think you know. I don't, I don't think, think that many politicians I think care about anything. Has it. No, not at all. Not at all. If if it's Trump, if it's Trump versus Biden, he has it. I think like Biden has uh, done enough like stupid shit to swing enough voters. I think because it was obviously it was always going to be close. I I, I think well, Trump yeah. might take it. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's this it's the ukraine and russian situation it's uh how the public perceives biden's handling of uh covid or of the the the, the covid pandemic situation it, it's the fact that he he hasn't really uh kept his promise for the uh, the the student loan things he keeps giving us these half measures on the student loan things like x amount of dollars is getting forgiven but every time i try to apply to get it it's fucking impossible and all every fucking stipulation that they put on there in order to get the student loan forgiveness it, it's you've got to be like specific like strictly specific to that and let's face it, the majority of student loan holders or student loan debt holders uh, don't fit into that specific criteria. So it's great if you're one of those people. But for like the rest of us who are just like, you know, average Joe Schmoes, we don't fucking get that because we're just bartenders and shit. And you got to be like a social worker or a government worker or something in order to qualify for the student loan debt forgiveness. And it fucking sucks. Man. It's the carrot on the fucking string. Instead of 
uh, saying, fuck you, it's not happening. They'll say it's happening, but it's not going to happen for you, but you'll vote for me anyway, sort of thing. That's that's what's disappointing. But maybe it'll, if Trump does win, that uh, student loan debt holders might be the big swing, the key swing vote for the election. Because you fuck with people's money and food and rights, uh, people tend to get really angry and they'll vote for your opponent. I just, I just uh, hope uh, Bernie fair. Sanders is still alive in 2024. I hate and he runs again. He's, he's, yeah. he's either going to be the dead only or retired. Way a chance if if, the only way the Democrats stand a chance if Joe and Kamala are both like, okay, we're going to step down and let Bernie Sanders be for Democratic uh, in 2024. He's, he's, so, <laughs> he's just too damn old, though, man. Like, And Trump's too damn old to be running for office as well. You know, we've got to start, like, Having the hard talk of having a hard cap at 65 for all fucking, uh, you know, all uh, uh, positions in in state and federal and local government. Maybe you can get away with it in local government, maybe. But as far as like state and federal age cap 65 in order to become to hold any kind of office after that, you 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 get all these fucking old fogies like if if Biden were able to tell me without a teleprompter or any of his aides or like anyone whispering in his in his ear if he could tell me what cryptocurrency primarily is and what blockchain is and how a vpn works then i will give the dude a pass but as far as i'm concerned all these like 60 70 year old types should not be weighing in or passing legislation pertaining to digital uh, life or cryptocurrency privacy because they they don't understand it so it makes them mad because when the fucking moo cows don't see something they don't understand uh they all moo uncontrollably and then you get shit fucking taken away you see that's the that's the problem though just unfortunately the uh, the democrats only had uh three uh, decent candidates, and one of them started his own party. So it's it's either it's either Bernie or I guess uh, Tulsi Gabbard. And I don't know I don't know if oh. Tulsi Gabbard's gonna pull the votes. <laughs> uh, I like I would like a a Tulsi Gabbard Andrew Yang ticket. Andrew that's Yang started his own I party. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's and that's what I'm talking about. If uh, the both of them got together. I can see myself voting for a Democrat. That, again. that would be a third. That would be a third party ticket, though. So that's what would be a completely okay, useless. Okay, well, vote. that's even better. That conforms a lot with my parameters for voting. You know, third party. All right, I fucking hate the D's and the R's. Fuck it, let's give these third parties a shot. Let's throw my you know, vote away for a third party. That's not, not going to matter. You're not throwing your fucking vote away. You're voting how you're supposed to vote with your ethics and your morals. Party loyalty is such yeah, a fucking joke. Your vote doesn't. You know they're not going to literally a 0% chance they win. So by voting for them, care. your vote is not swaying anything. <laughs> no, I don't care. It's the fact that I deprive two of the main parties my vote. So when everyone bitches about who let the problem in here, it's not fucking me. That's also an option. But if I have a viable third-party candidate like a, a Gabbard a Yang fucking ticket, I'd love that. I'll fucking vote for that. And I bet a lot of fucking little angry you know, man children like me would fucking uh, vote for that party. I think they have a shot if they had good money and everything back in it. I would like to see a Listen. Dem ticket. What if they did? What if they did Tulsi as the president? They did Bernie as vice. Bernie's like, we got to get the let the young people run it. 
but I'm going to be here as the vice uh, president and Tulsi Gabbard's going to be the I, president. I, I mean, he'll get a position in the cabinet and all that. I just think Bernie, bless the guy, you know, he's just too damn old. But and Demi, you know, guys, there is actually. Well, no, Demi oh, wants ahead, Demi. to say something. Vote. This is not a joke. Actually vote for me. I'm a politics person. I, I know about current issues. Just vote for Demi Gloom, guys. Write in I'll Demi Gloom. I'll consider writing your name. I'll consider Riley, writing your name in. Would you Would you vote for me, Riley, if I was up against, like, say, Donald Trump? In the hypothetical where you're a real Democratic candidate with a real shot, a thousand percent yes. Just vote for her anyway. Yeah, just vote. Well, if that's your logic, then clearly I'd be a good president. So vote for me. Write in Demi Gloom. A vote, a, a vote for anybody besides the main two people is a vote for the, main, the one of the main two that you don't want to win. No, that's not fucking true at all. A vote for a Democrat's a vote for a Democrat. A vote for a Republican's a vote for a Republican. A vote for a third party is a big middle finger to the both of them. And that's the point of voting third party. Yes, but everybody has their impression of which one is the more evil one. And by voting for a third yeah. party, you're basically just giving a vote to the one you think is more evil because you're not contributing to them not winning. No, that's not. That's fucking batshit. That doesn't mathematically fucking scan, man. That doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. One is one, two is two, three is three, man. And that's just fucking how it is. All right, all right no, no more of this, though, because I, I want to give real time to this story that I... Meant uh, it's kind of old news. I meant to bring it up to you like a week ago, Mo, but I want to talk about it. Um, All right. So uh, this is a uh, sort of a free speech issue, and it does have to do with Mr. Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> who we've is been this about discussing. Truth Social? No, 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 no. Well, I don't know what that is, but uh, yeah, that's uh, the that's uh, the so podcast Trump, guys that uh, you couple... fucking saw, right? God damn it! No, that was the, okay. Go on, the Nelk Boys. Uh, the the yeah Donald Trump a couple weeks ago he was a guest on the Nelk Boys podcast and that podcast episode was banned and deleted from YouTube yeah and that's really completely fucked fucking up, erased right? yeah that's that's really fucked up I don't fucking support that there's nothing wrong with talking to a former president of the United States I wish people would have that much fucking anger and vitriol when they talk to fucking Obama or fucking W Obama or was one a of great the goddamn guy. Clintons Obama, Hello, Obama. Uh, yeah, Obama fucking drone struck citizens without due process, and they the were Clint American the Clintons of criminals. But I, I like Obama. No, fuck Obama. What? Obama Demi, is. I can't believe my ears. <laughs> you think I'm a? Do I strike you as an Obama person? Yes, because you're a super leftist. Super leftists do not like Barack Obama, my friend. <laughs> Barack Barack yes, Obama is not. Barack Obama is not a leftist. Barack Obama is a conservative. Uh, oh, excuse me. He no, called himself not. a centrist. He was centrist. a Democratic candidate. <laughs> Democrats are conservative if you actually look into their, yeah, their actual true. beliefs. True. Like, we don't actually have progressive represent. We don't have much actual progressive representation. All we, we just get pandering. We have pandering, but we don't have actual, like, progressive representation yeah, in for office at all. Yeah, for example, ACAB AOC uh, was like, fuck all the cops, like, you know, defund the police. The second that fucking uh, uh, Biden goes, the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. And she and the rest <laughs> of the fucking clapping seals stood up and fucking clapped for their fucking man. 
So how many like, times yeah, has Mo Demi's said this exact sentence right. on this show? Because like, well, if, if the, the clapping fucking seals. Well, if the fucking seals would stop fucking clapping at predictable fucking intervals, you know, I'll cease calling them clapping seals. Until then, you know, you get what we got. And it fucking sucks. You receive what you earn. I'm trying <laughs> but, uh, not to go like full, like, you know, anarcho burn the system down, burn the state down with Molotovs and fires and hammers and shit mode. right now. Joker yeah, I'm, I'm 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 not trying to like Joker pill everyone, you know. I'm trying to. <laughs> there there is a way Moker. to not Moker. Oh God, I would be a disgusting Joker. Like hardly anyone would show up to my protests. <laughs> everyone will like, why'd you shoot? Fucking uh, uh why... okay, all right, go ahead. I'm going too far with the joke. And anyway, Nelk Boys podcast. Donald Trump. Why'd you shoot Jimmy Kimmel in the fucking face? <laughs> Because he sucked. Oh, okay, yeah, free speech. No. Censorship bad. <laughs> Censorship bad. Okay? It's over. Yes. Censorship <laughs> bad. Donald Trump was deleted. This Nelk Boys podcast is deleted. Not cool. <laughs> I think I think a lot of clips in that interview were really interesting. Maybe for the wrong reason, but you know. Um, and it's just uh, really stupid that they just uh, ban podcasts like this. And I hate all the fucking little fucking uh, keyboard warriors trying to defend it. Like, Oh, do you think that uh, Donald Trump should be exempt from the YouTube terms of service? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, because he's the fucking president. Sorry. Well, he was. A, he's a former president. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 Go fuck yourself. See, this is the fucking tolerant, freedom loving left, man. I don't think the left claims to love freedom anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah no. I, I, I'm saying this very snarkily, very uh, uh, angrily. We don't even pretend to care about your freedom. No, not instead at of, all, man. Not not at fucking all. Of, it's really fucking shocking. Of, um, the don't tread on me flag. They literally have a flag that says, like, we will tread on you. Like, fuck oh, your freedom. Oh, dude, it, no, yeah, it, it's the NPC fucking thing wearing a mask with, like, 89 different fucking needles going, going govern me harder, daddy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's I think there's a time and place for regulation. And there's a time and place for freedom and liberty. It just depends on where we draw the line. I don't believe it's one way or the other. Well, I, I believe think... a lot of principles are more nuanced, but I think free speech is absolute. And I don't, I, I think free speech should be absolute on YouTube too, but you know, that's a fight that we'll fight forever and we'll never no, win. No, I, I, uh, I, I think it is... should be absolute on fucking YouTube. I think all fucking corporations should have corporate personhood fucking stripped from them. I think most of the fucking corporations rights should be fucking stripped as fucking well. I think we need a fucking, uh, <clears throat> I will not say deuce bad things, the boardroom executive members, but I think we should fucking tax them within an inch of their fucking life, go after every single fucking offshore fucking bank account they have, and all uh, every single one of these fucking tax haven fucking islands and in fucking Switzerland and shit. I think we need to go hard uh, on I just think all if these your company is like one of the... the if your company is one of the defining forces of speech in the public eye in the current year, maybe it's you should be so. stripped of your private company rights. Riley, oh, yeah, why did yeah. you? Why did you just say like an? Why did you just have like an intelligently spoken political take? I can't believe this actually happened. <laughs> you said, you said if you, what did you say? You were like, what? what re, can we rewind? Repeat that sentence. <laughs> I said, I said maybe if you're a company that like uh, your product defines free speech in current year or defines like you know public speech. 
uh, maybe you should be stripped of your private company rights. Yeah. Yeah, fucking A. Hell yeah, Cor- Riley. Yeah, corporate push communist with- Riley. Yeah. Yep. I was gonna say your last name, but I'm gonna respect your privacy. Yeah, corporate Comrade personhood. Riley's the fucking last name. Corporate personhood was a mistake. Song Comrade, uh, my 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 last name is now canonically exclamation point. If you ever want to say my last name, just say exclamation point. Okay, comrade explanation exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, right, we've, my, my we've full... been in here for like two hours. We should stop recording. <laughs> it's fine. It happens sometimes. Uh, thank you for listening to Kira's Kingdom, folks. Demi Gloom, where can our listeners find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash Demi Gloom. If you want to see me bitch about negative XP and incel core fans and how transphobic they are, or if you want to troll me and harass me and tell me to kill myself and join the 41%, you can do that at D E M I G L O O M on Twitter. Or if you uh, want to you wanna troll her in a fun way and uh, tell her to join the 59%. <laughs> yes, that definitely won't give me traumatic flashbacks. Um, yeah, you know, wish me well. You know, praise me. Uh, suck my dick on Twitter.com. Oh, no, I don't know about that part. Um. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Demigloom is where you're going to find my music and shit, even though... Listen, right now, like, I'm going to be real. Like, my little, my discography is pretty bad because I'm not really, like, uh, I believe concise is the word. I don't really, like, put out a lot of my work. I only put out my work that I feel is finished, and my work that is good is never finished to me because I always want to keep tweaking it. So I end up putting out fucking shit music. We got to put out the Riley and Demi mixtape soon. We got to sit down and brainstorm. The Demi mixtape that has one song featuring Riley, I think, is what you meant to say. No, we gotta. We're making like a whole mixtape. We talked like about this whole, before. Like a whole incel rap mixtape. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, the we're clock is a whole ticking. Album. The clock is ticking. I got so many bad bitches that want me right now. The, the, the word incel is becoming less and less applicable to my character. It doesn't even have to be an incel album. I just want to make an album with you of like stupid okay. fucking rap songs. <laughs> I mean, considering I've gotten so much better at mixing and mastering, we could probably put out like an actual album. If if you can like bring your A game like you did on Fuck You Jason, we could we could do like we could like actually have an album and put it on Spotify and shit. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm super down for that. We could even print CDs. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring back. I'm gonna bring back my old middle school rapper name and like make a real rap career. Wait, wait, wait. What lab? <laughs> no, you it's know what? Uh, we're gonna talk about this. No, no, no. We're gonna talk about this on trigger warning rap music episode. <laughs> we'll talk about both of our middle school rap careers. No, I want to talk about my middle school rap name. Just, Come just, on, you just say that. Like you can say you can say the name. You can say the name, but don't detail your middle school rap career. Uh, my name was, I got it from a science textbook, just to give you the origin a little bit. I saw this, this is like a science term, and I saw it, and I'm like, that sounds like a cool rapper name, and I, I kind of, like, went with it. Uh, it's, uh, Straight Chain. Straight Chain? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Straight One word? Chain. 
One no. word. Two words. Straight, straight chain. chain. Yes. What about what about uh, gay chain? <laughs> Did you not think of that? Did you not realize that no. that's like that's the instant rebuttal? It's like straight chain, more like gay more chain. More like gay chain. No, I just saw like I'm straight chain. That sounds like a rapper name, and I went. I went straight, with it. straight chain. A chain of atoms and a molecule, usually carbon <laughs> atoms. That is neither branched nor formed into a ring. That, that's what I am. I'm, a, I'm straight chain. That's straight fucking chain. hilarious. Straight chain <laughs> sounds like <laughs> straight chain. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I took a hit. Straight, train, uh, straight chain sounds like uh, a knockoff bad guy in a uh, LGBTQ-centric comic book. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh no, it's straight chain. <laughs> oh no! What's up? Straight chain. <laughs> What's up, Q's? Bet you didn't know me. <laughs> I've come to trigger you or something. Okay, Mo, where can our listeners find you? Our listeners can find me at twitter.com forward slash mosidegaming42. Got a pin tweeted all my stuff in there. You know, go check out twitch.tv slash modiggity. Try to get a thousand followers. You know, that would really help me out. I'm playing Elden Ring and Mass Effect right now. So come join in the fun. I usually stream like a few nights lately out of the week and then a bunch of my days off. So come check it out. Why don't you buy some rings for some bitches? Out of your plane, I'm getting Elden bitches. Ring. I'm getting maidens. <laughs> I've got Are you, me, Mo? bitch. I got a bitch that's fucking hugging me right now in the no fucking maidens. table at ground room. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, you find me. Uh, you're already there. Anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed, the Riley Podcast Megafeed. Uh, there's a bunch of cool podcasts <laughs> here, and also you can find everything else I can I've done and do in the description. So yeah, check it out. Particular shout out to my Twitter because I just lost 16 followers uh, because a bunch of bots got suspended at once. So come follow me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. Well, I lost like three or four, then I made like four or five follows back. So it's been a net positive for me. Well, there you go. All right, folks. Thank you all for listening. For Kira's Kingdom, I have been Riley. I've been Mo. Oh, uh, I've been Deming Gloom. There we go. All right, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.